0: Hey, Field Hang 10, watch out for a new wave of episodes for Forgotten Cinema Season 9, Forgotten Summer. Ugh, really, baller a theme season? Let me guess, we're going to talk about films that were released in the coveted summer months that for some reason seem to be forgotten by audiences. You know it, bro. What we liked about it, or maybe didn't. But we'll always recommend people check them out. Maybe they'll find their own Forgotten Summer gem. So check out Forgotten Summer wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hold on, gotta catch this wave. We're sitting at the in recording booth. Welcome to Crack One Open. I'm Mike. And I'm Elise. Welcome to part two of our Cinco de Mayo celebrations. Shit, you're right. <laughs> I messed up. I'm so sorry. You're right, though. It is part dose of our Cinco de Mayo series, our six pack series. Mm-hmm. Uh that's right. That's it's we told you it was gonna be a thing, and it's a thing. Get Look used back to it. on our other six pack series. We didn't label them a six pack series, but we've done it before. Yeah. So obviously there's way too much beer to cover in one episode. We didn't want you guys to listen for two hours long or whatever it is. <laughs> so we split up into two episodes. Hope you enjoy the second part and find out what beers we liked best and what place we put them in.
1: Yeah. So uh, be sure to go back to the first episode if you haven't listened to it yet, because we are continuing the reviews now and then we'll do our, our nice little wrap up at the end.
0: A little little teaser for you. Our list will shock you. It's true. They're not, it's not the same and it's weird.
1: (laughs) So thanks for tuning back in and enjoy.
0: Eh, Or don't, I don't care.
1: (laughs) All right. Moving on to ironically Pacifico. So Pacifico started production in 1900 when three Germans opened a brewery, the Cervecillo del Pacifico in Mazatlán, where German immigrants had settled. Cerveza Pacifico is named so because the Pacifico brewery is is located in the Pacific Ocean port city of Mazatlán in the state of Sinaloa, Mexico. Its label includes a picture depicting a lifesaver encompassing a hill with the port's lighthouse, known locally as Cerro de Crestón, in Mazatlán, the beer is available in three different sizes. Cuartitos, which is six fluid ounces. Medias, which is 12 fluid ounces. And baladas, which is 32 ounces. And, oh, damn. And, and means whales. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, like it. I like it in whale, please. Yes. That's awesome. Why don't we call things? Uh, why can't I get a whale-sized beer? Yeah.
1: So Pacifico is made from the choicest hops, barley, yeast, and water from the freshest springs of Mazatlan. Its clean and hearty flavor makes Pacifico an exceptionally drinkable lager that's compatible with all types of food. It became popular in the U.S. in the 1970s when a group of Californian surfers traveled down to Mexico's remote Baja Peninsula to catch some waves. Dude. <laughs> they were pre- introduced to Pacifico in the local cantinas, and they liked it so much that they stockpiled it and brought it back to the States. Loading up their vans with cases before returning over the border became a ritual of sorts for many surfers and drove up demand for the beer tremendously. The Pacifico breweries was brought to Mexican brewing giant uh, Grupo Modelo in 1954, which was later acquired by Anheuser-Busch. Question. Yes.
0: Uh, so you could bring beer over the border?
1: Uh, back in the seventies.
0: Interesting. <laughs> I wonder if you can still do that today. because back then the United States was so like, you can't like smoke in the bandit. The, the whole movie is trying to bring Coors Light from like South Carolina <laughs> to Tennessee. It's like you couldn't even go over state line and the cops chasing him the whole movie because he's got Coors in his case. Like, I, I I think it's surprising that you're allowed to bring beer over ah. from another country. That's interesting. I mean, you're not hiding 54 cases of beer in a car. Yeah. (laughs) That's really interesting. All right. So let's crack this open. We we have a Medias bottle with us today. Yeah. We did not get a whale. Unfortunately, they didn't have whales. (laughs) So Pacifico, we're going to drink this from the bottle. It's a darkened bottle, but I know for a fact, Pacifico, very similar in color to a Corona. Yeah. Can't really smell it. I really like Pacifico. I was wrong about it tasting like Corona. I like Pacifico a lot. (laughs) So Pacifico tastes, Pacifico tastes like beer. Yeah. If you t- gave me this beer and had me taste it, I would say it tastes like a lager. Plain and simple. But I wouldn't yeah. know that it was a Mexican lager. It doesn't have any of the more weedy or tinny or wheaty sharpness that I think a Mexican lager. Like, no, that's uh, true. Well, sharpness. I would say sharpness. A Mexican lager is always sharp. Mm-hmm. Um. Not in a bad way. Just that's it. It's sharp. And I don't think this is sharp at all. I think this is dull. Not in a bad way either. I like Pacifico. It's enjoyable. It's refreshing. Mm-hmm. But Pacifico is lager. Yeah. And it's not Straight like. Straight up.
1: the no, no nonsense. Yeah.
0: It's bud if bud was good. <laughs> it's this is what a lager should taste like. This is if you make a plain lager that's no frills. Mm-hmm. This is what it should be. And they, this is the thing about these beers is a, it's a hot climate. I would probably say unless they're up in the mountain region, Mexico's hot. It's warm. Yeah. You want refreshing cold beverages uh, that are simple. You don't want anything that's going to dehydrate you. You want anything that's going to like, obviously beer dehydrates you like you said, but you want something that tastes refreshing. Mm -hmm. This is refreshing, but it's no nonsense. But it doesn't give you that tinny aftertaste. It doesn't taste like processed. It just tastes like beer. Yeah. And it doesn't have any crappy aftertaste at all.
1: No, it really doesn't.
0: If I was going to do a summer party and I wanted a beer that I think everybody would enjoy, including my brother who hates everything beer, I'd get Pacificos because they're good. I have nothing wrong with Pacifico. I probably have Pacifico the most when I go out to a Mexican restaurant to get beer, unless obviously I have something cool on tap. I would say Pacifico would be my go-to usually.
1: And I really like the label. It is, it, I feel yeah. like they haven't changed it since the 1970s.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. So the Pacifico bottle, obviously is the darkened bottle, which is good because it skunks a lot slower. You can see this one is best by November. Yep. All the other ones we have are best by like one was already expired yeah. or like sometime this summer. This bottle is good till November because it's darker. So sunlight is going to be a lot harder to get into that. It's going to spoil a lot slower. We're good. It is a also an old school bottle in that the neck of this bottle is crazy long and kind of bows it out is, a little bit. Yeah. It is kind of an interestingly long bottle. It's got a, like you said, very retro label. It's extremely. I enjoy it. Just yellow, which is just like. No one wants that anymore, but the fact that they made, it's still so like old school. The Pacifico logo is this font with this is the spikes coming out of letters like Sol does, but it's this kind of like copper, gold, ugly, wannabe gold color. Like if you <laughs> printed it out without any shine.
1: It's gold, but it not, yeah, not yeah. metallic.
0: A white trim to make it seem like it's metallic <laughs> and black shadow to kind of make it embossed. Uh, it a cerveza on the top and clara. I don't know if there's different types of Pacifico. There are. Awesome. And then La Cerveza del Pacifico is done in this 1970s book about the medieval times.
1: Yeah, it's a, it is <laughs> not actually, really a fitting font.
0: It's the font that you find in your school library where it talks about <laughs> like medieval, like the, the the trials of King Arthur or anything. Yeah. That's going to be, it's going to be in that font as mm-hmm. it goes. We're an old, old copy of Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, where Lord of the Rings is going to have that crappy font. It's just like so like... It's not crappy. It's just so overused and kind of old school looking.
1: It's and one it's step red. below papyrus.
0: Yes. <laughs> and it's it's red, which is really jarring on the, the yellow, the dull yellow background. And then it's got the lifesaver, not the candy, the boat saving thing. Uh, with the rope all over it and some hops, hop plants below it. It's got the anchor and it's got the island and the river. Although I don't see any like sign of a lighthouse, which no. you described. I remember a more green logo, and I couldn't be remembering wrong. Mm-hmm. But this could be a throwback logo that they've reverted back to. Maybe yeah. From the logo I remember, but no, it's a it's a really cool throwbacky logo for sure. For sure.
1: Next. Next is Kolima Kayako. So we already touched on Colima. Kayako is another brew from that same brewery. It is their Tropical Lager. They say it is a very refreshing, light-bodied beer with impeccable clarity in straw-colored tones, white foam, It has a floral aroma, and is slightly citrusy. It uses a combination of malt pilsner with rice from Buena Vista and San Joaquin and three German varieties of hops. Whoa. (laughs) Considering how good the last one was, I'm super excited for this. Nice.
0: It's another can. (laughs)
1: Holy light.
0: It's a straw color. It is very light. What's weird, I don't want to get in the can yet, but when I picked this out, the way the can is formed and the way the writing is more spread out, I thought Mm -hmm. this can was thicker than the other can. Holding it now and looking at it, it's the exact same size as the other can. That's why I also thought this was a different brewery because I thought this can was also thicker. It is just as tall and skinny. Man, things, eyes are weird.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. You can get first dibs at this one.
1: So they say this is a their tropical lager. There's not much of a, an aroma I'm getting off of this. It's not compared to the other ones. Mm. I don't... Mm. Uh-oh. Mm. I don't think Pacifico had a strong enough taste to really kill the taste of this. So I'm going to go with... This is just a, a very lightly flavored... It's not bad. It's, it's, it's definitely going to be last on my list.
0: <laughs> oh, spoilers! Spoilers. We still got one more beer to go.
1: Oh, we do? Oh, we do.
0: You don't smell it? You
1: don't smell the floral notes on this? Nope. Not as not nearly as strong as the other beers.
0: I will say that I can't smell it as strong as the Colomita, but I definitely, definitely smell this. It's actually very similar in terms of the, the floralness. Like, I can definitely smell the floral notes, and that's all there are. You're right. It's very light. It's The floral notes are right there, but they disappear real quick. Yeah. Into almost like a sparkling water. Kind of a thing. It's got a similar bubbliness to like some sparkling waters I've had where the bubbles are really small and fleeting. Like it's carbonated for sure. Mm-hmm. And the bubbles are definitely there. There's a bajillion of them, but they're super small and they disappear as soon as you try to like drink them and the taste fades away. I will say this is really good. And this is be a this is a great dinner beer mm-hmm. because <laughs> it's not going to cool. interfere with anything you're eating. That's true. And it is refreshing. I can drink a trillion of these. Like you could down this like it was nothing. And how much alcohol content do you say this was? This is three point nine. So this is even. This is probably the least amount of alcohol content we've had so far today. Yeah, probably. I gotta say it's not doing a lot for me, but at the same time, I kind of like that about it.
1: (laughs) Just because it's it makes it so crushable.
0: It's so crushable in a way that you know you'd be like, well, Corona, but Corona tastes like tin. It tastes like metal. Mm -hmm. It is watery like a Corona. Like I I won't say it's watered down, but that's the other thing is, uh, and I've gotten shit for this before. I don't not I don't hate Rolling Rock because I think Rolling Rock is watery beer mm-hmm. in a good way. And I think this is kind of watery beer in a good way. Sometimes you want refreshing beer but you still want booze and you don't want a seltzer. Yeah. Sometimes you want something like this. Take take another sip having that in mind.
1: Yeah, I mean if you're looking for something super light but you're not in the mood for a seltzer, this is what
0: you want. Can you taste the floral notes right now? A little bit. Coming back yeah, Yeah, I kind of don't hate that. So the can is also very similar. It's a full wraparound can with a white logo. Perhaps it's just my can, but it looks a little more yellowy. And it's not like white, white, like the uh, Colomita was. But much like the other Cerveceria de Colima, it is a taller, skinny, 12-ounce can. This one has spread out words that say, that aren't as fancy. It's just like a nice font that says Kayako. And it's really interesting because i that's what made it, because the words are so spread out, it made the can look fatter and wider. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's the exact same size. So we got the same uh, brewery by accident. It's number six, which the other one didn't have a logo, CYCO, which is interesting. That logo is surrounded by a palm tree. that has got steps leading up to it, which is a little tropical. Bottom of that, it says, Hecha alegremente por el equipo de la cervecería de Colima. En la planta de El Trapiche ubicada a un par de kilómetros al norte de la ciudad de las Palmeras, Palmeras, which is interesting because that would have been no, there's another writing on the top too, so there's writing on the bottom and top here, it's the same kind of thing. That this is made with you know all the ingredients of the territory of Calima, the state of Calima, pretty much. And then on the top it says esta cerveza está en inspirada en la fresca sombra de una palmea, palma de Cayaco, la más alta de las palmas nativas de Colima, cuyos bosques legarán a cubrir buena parte de la costa del Pacífico Mexicano. So it's inspired by Cayaco, which is interesting. So it must be some kind of tropical island, which is why there's that logo in the bottom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what I'm getting from what I can read out of that. Uh, which makes sense because of why it's so light and why it's so airy. You want something that's like drinking the water, the nectar of that area <laughs> pretty much. It's like a little doggo at the bottom. And otherwise, it's a very similar can, which I should have noticed when we bought it. Uh, uh, same ingredients and everything. It's
1: similar, but it's not.
0: It looks so different when you look at them next to each other, but at the same time when you're looking at them separately, ah, the little, uh, we should have a lo- little, little The dog is the only now. giveaway. Yeah, and This can also has a silver top as opposed to the Colimita having a gold top, but it has a gold tab, which the Colimita has a silver tab. Haha. So, yeah. But I quite like this. Same floral notes, but very light on the actual beer flavor, which is interesting. And then we have uno más.
1: All right. So, last but not least, we have dos Equis, the Oh, most yeah. Interesting beer in the world. Uh-
0: Stay thirsty, my friends. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that that campaign really ramped up the the demand for this beer in the United States. I'm going to be honest, I kind of messed up and didn't do the research for this. Somehow I miscounted. Anyway, Dos Equis Special Lager is a refreshing, crisp, golden lager style beer imported from Mexico made with roasted malts, choice hops. They, they, that's the second brewery that said they use choice hops. But Choice. they don't actually say what the hops are. Uh, hmm. A unique strain of yeast and purified water, this distinctive brew is simply known as lager in its homeland. Wait, so, really? Yeah.
0: Not those eggs. Oh, because we call it Especial. Okay, they just call yeah. it Tosikis lager. Equis lager. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, so it is one of the fastest growing beers in America. In 2019, a strategy presentation claimed the brand is the trade-up beer for domestic drinkers, eyeing Bud Light and Light Lagers as easy competition. <laughs> um, Dos Equis encourages its drinkers to keep it interesante. How? Basically, by lying. A lot. You could tell the truth, or you could tell something better. It's commercial taunt. <laughs> <laughs> it also trolls alternative facts in its messaging, such as that Dos Equis is the beer that Abraham Lincoln kept under his hat (laughs) (laughs) and that it has been brewed the same way for 9,000 years or at least 1897. The 1897 part is true. Uh, So Dos Equis, Tecate and Sol are all produced by the Cuauhtémoc Montezuma Brewery based in Monterrey, Mexico, which we were talking about before. The brewery was founded in 1890 and currently operates in several locations throughout Mexico, Monterey, Guadalajara, Toluca, Tecate, Orizaba, and McCoy. It's
0: a lot of places it operates out of.
1: Yeah, right. But
0: then again, it's a huge beer, so that makes sense Yeah, to have so many places.
1: And this is one that we've been drinking for a long time as well. This is, I'm assuming, the other one that you know you've had before. And I'm sure I've had sips of it, but I've never definitely.
0: You've certainly had sips of this. I would say I've had Dos Equis more than I've had Pacifico because I have Dos Equis. Pacifico, I usually, and it's usually only available at Mexican restaurants. Mm -hmm. Dos Equis is available elsewhere. Usually, if I'm in the mood for a lighter beer Mm -hmm. and there is nothing, um, if they're not a restaurant or bar or barbecue place or whatever, like a smaller place that serves beer, that doesn't have a lot of craft on tap. I will go with Dos Equis over Bud or Coors or something similar to that. Usually my go-to generic beer is Heineken.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: First, usually it's Sierra Nevada because a lot of places have Sierra Nevada and that's Crafts. But yeah, it's usually Heineken. But if not, it's Dos Equis. Yeah. So yes, I, I know Dos Equis well. I, I'm quite a fan of Dos Equis. It smells like beer. I like I want to be fancy about it and be like, mm, yes, mm, put, put one nostril in the bottle. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> Just but, drink it. <laughs> bubbly. Oh, that's refreshing. It's good. It is very similar in terms of uh to Pacifico in terms of it's a lager. But it does have a little bit more of that sharpness you expect from more something more Mexican. Okay. In a lager. Um, and maybe it's a tad lighter. I don't want to have to make a Heineken comparison because obviously this this is a uh, an episode about Mexican beer and I know they bought those eggies, but mm-hmm. it's got a similar kind of taste profile to I think a Heineken in terms of it's a Yeah.
1: I would agree with that. That'd definitely. Be- you
0: can tell it's German route, roots, mm-hmm. and but it in its lightness and its sharpness and it's slight tinniness, but in a good way, it doesn't over-tin you, but there's a little bit of that like bitter tinniness to it.
1: Yeah. I definitely get the same Heineken notes that you're talking about. I am underwhelmed. It's been a very long time since I've had a taste of any of your Dos Equis. I get a lot of sweetness, but not
0: much else. It's a simple beer for a simple time, for simple men. Mm. They're too busy doing interesting things. The most interesting things in the world.
1: With the least interesting beer. Mm.
0: This is not a Corona or a Coors Light lady or a Bud Light. Uh, props <laughs> to Coors Light. I don't hate Coors Light, but I also don't like it. I think it works. This is a great beer for dinner. I think this mm. is a great beer if you're hanging out in the sun. This is a great party yeah, beer.
1: Yeah, Yeah, definitely a party beer. It's Something you refreshing. Throw you back can without worrying you can that you're going to get the yeah. shit of
0: this without getting wasted. It's four point two, so it's still pretty low. Not as low as let's say uh, Colomita, but it's low. Mm-hmm. Or not Colomita. Kayako. Kayako. But no, I I like Dos Equis. Dos Equis is a go-to like generic beer for me. I do prefer the Ambar to the Lager, mm-hmm. but I thought the Ambar was too European. But now that I know the history of Mexican beer, makes sense. the bar makes sense. And like we could have done the bar and the Lager or just the bar mm-hmm. because they're both, you know, German breweries come to Mexico.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is interesting I did, because we didn't know the history at the time. But I do prefer bar, but Dos Equis Lager is pretty good. But if they do have the, Dos Equis and they have both types, I do go for the bar. And now the bottle review. You've all seen it. It's green. Yeah, it's green. Like a Heineken. So it blocks some of the light, but not all the light. The neck got the two X's, and it says Lagro Special on the neck, and then the bottle has two X's, and it says Dos X on the top. Lagro Especial, And in the center is Montezuma. Actually, a logo of Montezuma. Crafted in Mexico, Cervecería, Montezuma. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then on the back, it does say something. It's really hard to read. It's green on black, and the black writing is really small. Crafted in Mexico since 1897 and originally called Siglo Dos X to celebrate the arrival of the 20th century. Dos X lager is an authentic Mexican cerveza brewed in the style of Pilsner lagers. It is known for its signature aroma and the perfect balance of flavor and refreshment. Salud! Mm -hmm. Enjoy responsibly. And all the other crap on the bottom. So yeah, it's a typical, boring, kind of Americanized logo. But it works. Yeah. All right now we rank it's time
1: to rank them you want to go first or second
0: you know ladies first
1: <laughs> all right last kayako second to last dosaikis third mm, third i'm going to say soul oh it started so high it started very high what a
0: fall from grace
1: next would be pacifico then it's going to be a hard tie for me, one and two. I don't know if I can decide between Modelo and Colomita because, sorry, they're, because they're very different animals.
0: The podcast demands a <gasps> sacrifice.
1: All right, let me give me another taste of Colomita, please.
0: Colomita, Modelo,
1: and Modelo. Damn, that's a really tough, honestly,
0: demands sacrifice
1: at this moment. I really think that these would flip-flop depending on the day. But at the moment, I'm going to put Modello at number one and Colomita at number two. It's an extremely interesting beer. It's totally not what I expected, and I'm very impressed with it. But Modello holds up.
0: Ay, Dios mío. Unexpected champion for least Modello takes the win. Very, very close. Goal! Very close. Oh my god, I am shocked I am surprised, this is not the outcome I expected folks This is absolutely not the lineup I expected From Elise, uh, I don't know why I'm All of a sudden a sports announcer, but I am <laughs> I am Shocked beyond words
1: What say you Assistant Beer Fessa uh,
0: Alright So, uh, I will say All of these beers, very good We did. It, we had some good choices here Yeah. Very good choices here You're all winners in my book beers, but unfortunately, some of you also have to be losers. (laughs) So in last place is Calamita. Oh, shit. That's right. I'm fucking nuts. All right. (laughs) Uh, And the reason being, not that this isn't a fantastic beer, and I would absolutely buy this again, and I'd like to buy a six-pack of this to drink in the summertime. This beer is fantastic. It is not what I'm looking for in in terms, I'm looking at this in terms of what we're doing here, what we're okay. trying to display here in terms of Mexican beer. This is a great beer. This is a great beer overall. This is a great independent craft beer. If I'm judging it by that, mm-hmm. this beer probably surpasses all of them. But that's not what I'm looking for here. Okay. I need something I can identify as a Mexican cerveza and be like, that is number one Mexico. Blind taste test, I'm going to say this was made by a brewery somewhere in you know, California. know hmm Using locally sourced flowers and stuff. Not that they're also <laughs> use locally sourced flowers and stuff. This is really good. This is typical craft beer. not typical craft beer. This is interesting craft beer type stuff, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: still not what I'm looking for. Okay. In this competition, it is what I'm looking for in general. And she wants it to taste.
1: I'll finish it off. That's I'm going to finish it. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> I'm going to help you with it. I, like I said, I, I do really like it. It's okay. only my last place in terms of this competition. Like I said, they're all winners here. The placement does not mean I don't like any of these beers. I like all of these beers.
1: Yes, I I will say mm-hmm. I am very satisfied. I was a little hesitant to to do this episode because I was afraid that we would be facing a, a slew of six Coronas, <laughs> but <laughs> these have all exceeded my expectations.
0: All right. Uh, second, based on the same reasoning, although like I say, I have it all the time when I go to Mexican restaurants, Pacifico is going to be second from last. Okay. Because it just tastes like a lager. Again, it's not
1: something i can identify out.
0: as a cerveza de mexico like it's i wonder if not- that
1: that was the major appeal to the the californian surfers that were smuggling it over, <laughs>
0: over the I border i think their appeal was i'm sweating it it's super hot and that's really refreshing <laughs> again these are all winners uh this isn't like the porter stout episode where there were some there clear losers in there uh <laughs> this is this is clearly like somewhere better than others. This is clearly like these are all great. Yeah. So being on this list at all is good. Next, I'm going to put. Let me have some more of the cereal beer. <laughs> oh, it's so. After having all the other beers, it's so different from everything else. Oh, it is. It almost tastes like garlic now, only because every beer is like mixing together in my mouth at the same time. Oh, there we go. There's that aftertaste, though.
1: It's, oh, that it's aftertaste is for me. It's so just m- even more bready. That almost, and this is going to be <laughs> an extremely limited callback. Mm-hmm. It tastes like the Eucharist at church.
0: I don't get that. doesn't, you know, you're getting this plain dry bread taste. that I just <laughs> am not getting uh, like you're comparing it to basically a saltine cracker without the salt. I just get this more interesting cereal flavor than you. I don't know well, why. that.
1: So I didn't get that initially, but after having all the other beers, that's what I'm getting.
0: Mm, regardless, I'm still putting it there. Damn it. All right. I want to put it higher. I love this beer. And I want I want more soul. It's really good and really serially, but by my own rules, <laughs> I have to keep it third. I was want to do like another, like if I had to, if, I, if it wasn't by those rules, soul would actually probably be, or I have to keep it third from last. So if we're going to say number six is the top, this is number three, but. It would be number four, I think. Okay. If I weren't adhering to my own rules. Maybe even number five. No, it would be number four. Next up is going to be the Kayako. Okay. It's a little bit more uh, Cerveza-y in that it's lighter and that the floral notes are less and it's got a little bit of that sharp tinniness to it that I expect from a Mexican beer. Mm Mm-hmm. But it really is so unique and so different, so craft beery, that it does kind of bring it down. It's not necessarily exactly what I expect from a Mexican lager, nope. but it is really good and really refreshing. And you're wrong about it. Mm. <laughs> so your last place beer is actually number three on my top three on my list.
1: Okay. And my number two is your number
0: six. Yeah. <laughs> Although I love it. It's, what's interesting is if this list was done differently- your number two would be nine number nine number one, <laughs> but I have to put it in last place in terms of the rules <laughs> that I'm adhering to.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I am not following
0: your rules. I so. got <laughs> you. <laughs> Um the last place, the two big guys, Tosequis and Modello, who's gonna win? Double fisting. Come get me, Connecticut. It's illegal to double fist in Connecticut.
1: Unless it's a shot and a beer.
0: Yes, you can have a shot and a beer. God
1: damn it. All right. Do we have the same number one? Oh, my God.
0: Yep. (gasps) Dos Equis is number two. Modelo, despite being big fucking beer, and I hate this. (laughs) uh, Modelo wins. All right. I'll tell you why. Okay. Dos Equis tastes too dramatic, too Heineken-y. It does have that hint of being that Mexican beer. It does have a lot of Mexican beer to it. Mm -hmm. But Modelo is... So distinctly Mexican, Modelo is like what Corona should be. I don't know why Modelo isn't as popular. As, uh, it's obviously marketing, honestly, yeah. But Modelo should be the premier Mexican beer. It mm-hmm. you cannot get that anywhere else. Well, Dos Equis has hints of that. It's so similar to Heineken in terms of its notes, in terms of that light Germanic or uh, that place Holland kind of beer mm-hmm. that. Modelo has to win because Modelo is so uniquely Mexican and dank, but sharp. It keeps that. It's the sharpest of all these beers. It really is. From what I'm describing sharp as. That teeniness and then weed, but super refreshing and light and drinkable. Mm -hmm. Modelo has to win based on those principles. Uh, So, Colomita, Pacifico, Sol, Kayako, Dos X, Modelo. Very nice. It is still a very different lineup from yours. It is. So, yeah, our lineup is... Way different from last time with the stout episode. Our stout episode was very similar. You know, things only moved one or two places, if mm-hmm. if anything. But in terms this of this, this is a
1: complete switcheroo. Yeah,
0: our number one is the same, but it's a very different lineup. Very and I think different. We have very different opinions on what we want our Mexican beer to be. So I think this was a very interesting episode. Yeah, but I like that you liked pretty much all I, these beers. I feel
1: very enlightened as far as cervezas go.
0: So I can't, I can't wait for you to try more of these like Mexican beers Absolutely. and stuff like that. Is As more come out, I hope we get to see more of things like the, um, like the Cerveceria de Colima, the Colima beers, Mm -hmm. stuff like that, where it's the independent craft breweries that we don't normally see. Yeah. Because we see a lot of, obviously, independent breweries from Germany or England or, I don't have any French, oh, we got to find a French beer. That'd be cool. We don't, we see a lot of like the big timers, England, Germany, Mm -hmm. Russia, those kind of guys, but we don't see a lot of. Of Mexico, and uh, other than the big ones, yeah, Sol, Pacifico, Dos Equis, Modelo, Corona. Which yeah, we don't the ones
1: have. that that American companies have the majority share of. Exactly.
0: So <laughs> I, I really hope we see more of the Colima beers, but I'm pleasantly surprised by Sol. I know it's low on my list because it's different. Um, but Sol is so good. It's like corn pops in a bottle.
1: It, yeah, I, that's I a very want, accurate. description. I do
0: want more soul. I like that a lot. Uh, the Colimas, I like that flowery note. Pacifico is just straight up good. Dos X, I I love, and uh, Modelo took the crown for both of us. So. Yup. It deserves that gold wrapping. It does. Although it pisses me off to drink out of the bottle of the gold wrapping, but that's fine. I usually put a glass in it. <laughs> so yeah, or si. I think, uh I think, I think that, that wraps it, it up. Yeah. Our Cinco de Mayo episode that you're listening to over two weeks. So by this time that you're listening to this episode, it is way past Cinco de Mayo.
1: <laughs> Sorry about that, but also go back and listen to the first episode. Yeah. And thank you for tuning in to both episodes, hopefully. <laughs> if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, and share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackin dot com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at kraken one open Or shoot us an email at crackin1open at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions. Because we want to hear from you.
0: Especially if you're a brewery that wants to pay us or just give us free beer to do an episode on or just give us ideas. If you're a brewery that wants to send us beer and we pay for it, we're cool with that too.
1: Yeah. Just, just like, tell us like what you want us to talk about.
0: Yeah. But our opinions are our own. We down. So if we don't like it, we don't like it. But we like beer. So we yeah, really we're, got
1: to. We're pr- it's going really to be really hard, mess it hard up. pressed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to our episodes, you'll know we're really hard pressed to give a negative review on a beer because beer is still beer. But yeah. <laughs> What you got to block? Oh man, listen to my audiobooks, please. Come on, come on, guys. I am on Audible. Michael Butler, The Final Girl, Sour, Coffee at Midnight, The Murder of Kelly Christopher, Progressive Entrapment, uh, Switch, Art Fraud and Gangsters. These are all books I've done. Switch, Art Fraud and Gangsters, is like a Guy Ritchie novel. Most of the other ones are horror novels. Check them out. I don't make money unless you buy them, and uh, yeah. Just buy them. Check them out. I'm, I'm narrating them. I did not write them. But if you like horror novels or Guy Ritchie type style British books, I do British accents. Check those out. If you write audiobooks or if you write books and you want me to narrate your audiobook, check me out on Audible. You can find me on the platform to uh, narrate your book for you. Give me a contract. Pay me. Cash. Money. Anyway, I've also got two other podcasts I do. i got Two Player Bros, a podcast due do with my buddy Dave, sometimes from Brother Alex, who are two guys who play way too many video games. Join us while we talk about everything from Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, VR, PC. We have it all. We play it all uh, and join uh, previews, reviews, and news. You're going to listen to that at twoplayerbros.com, forgottenentertainment.com, as we are part of the Forgotten Entertainment family, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I've also got Forgotten Cinema, a podcast I do with my buddy Mike Field, where we take a look at films that for some reason seem to be forgotten by audiences whether it be because a more popular movie came out at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie, maybe don't love about it, but we always recommend you revisit it. You never know, you might find your own Forgotten Gem. Forgotten Cinema is available at ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com, ForgottenEntertainment.com, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That's right, you got it. We also post every week on social media, and we have fun commercials every Thursday for you to check out and see.
1: <laughs> and a special thanks for our theme which was composed and performed by joe reichert until next time salud, <laughs> salud.
0: you know what my name was in spanish class what in middle school what was it because there was another mike who took the name miguel <gasps> my name was zorro of course we had to have our own spanish name so she called me Zoro. anytime uh, a class needed me it was zorro
1: that's pretty epic
0: right <laughs> <laughs> I would sign my name so big on every sheet of uh, every report we got. Ah, <laughs> uh, it was the best. <laughs>